Helping us all understand how we can make an environmental difference. This is KCLR's Ecological with Brian Redmond. Good evening and welcome along to this week's edition of Ecological. No edition last week because it was St. Patrick's Day. We were all off enjoying ourselves. But today we're talking about one of the hottest topics in the world of ecological and green thinking. Yes, we're talking about EVs. So if you do know somebody that's thinking about changing their vehicle, I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking about going electric. Maybe text them and WhatsApp them. Tell them to tune in. We're with you until 7 o'clock this evening. If you've got questions that you want to get in for our experts, you can text us on the dinnersready.ie contact line 083 306 9696 you can text or whatsapp but who are those experts well a little bit later on this era i'll be joined by anthony mannion who's from volkswagen sales and indeed james power of skoda both connected to the hearts later on rounding out the show chris kelly from easy go the public charging network he'll be telling us about the plans for the expansion and the rollout of that public charging network and in just a couple of moments time we'll be talking to motor and journalist and feature editors with the Sunday World, Derek Keeney, about his experience with the old vehicles that he has tested out as well. So do stay with us right the way through until 7 o'clock this evening on Ecological. Well, so far this year, 4,320 new electric cars have been registered, and that's in comparison to just 1,780-odd in the same period in 2021. EVs, plug-in hybrids, full hybrids, they continue to rise in popularity with a combined market share now approaching 44%. There are over 50,000 electric cars already on Irish roads, and of course, increasing interest from consumers in buying them, especially given the local and regional and recent price changes in diesel and petrol. So this evening we're going to expand and talk a little bit more and hopefully answer some questions and put a few different myths to bed that people might have if they are considering buying um, an EV car. First guest this evening joining me on the phone line as I said is motoring journalist and features editor with The Sunday World, Mr Derek Keeney. Welcome along to Ecological. Good evening, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome along. I mean, uh, we're going to start off with the, probably the most vaguest question that I could possibly ask okay. somebody who's got this experience. We'll tease it out from there. If you are somebody who's considering changing your car, should you consider electric? How much time have we got, Brian? <laughs> uh, I love this conversation. Um, yeah, should you consider electric? Of course you should. Everyone should be considering electric. That's the, that's the, that's the way it's going. That is the future. Don't be scared. Don't be, don't be, like, there's, there's, like I mean, there's a lot of sentiment. Everyone, everyone kind of thinks, okay, I want to get into electric cars. I want to, I want to give it a whirl. But then when the reality comes to it, and they're in the, the showrooms and they're chatting to the salespeople who are well trained in what to tell you and how you're going to make a saving and all the different pros and cons of it. But the reality is, they're not being bought in the numbers that match the sentiments. Like uh, you called out the numbers there at the start, at the top of the show there. Mm. That amazingly only represents zero point zero three percent of the cars on Irish roads right now. So it's, yeah. it's like forty five thousand sounds big, but there are two point two million cars on the Irish roads right now. We are a small island. This is the thing that people keep forgetting. We sh- we should be perfect for the EV market. Like, countries all over the world should be looking at us, going, they are they're the benchmark because we like the furthest journey you can make in Ireland. So let's say you want to go from Allenhead to Mizzenhead, like no one does that, but let's say you do want to do that. That's 600 kilometers. Yeah. In length. That is the furthest car journey you can do top to bottom. Like there are cars that can do that. Electric cars. There are, there are about a handful of cars. Now granted, they're probably going to cost six figures, but 
our, our, the size of our country means we should be able to embrace this better than we are. People, people are bashing the government for saying they made this crazy announcement that they're going to have a million EVs by 2030. They, they're not going to hit that number, Brian. Yeah. That's a fact. But we, we're bashing the government for the wrong reasons. We should be getting them to be installing charge point, better public charge points to help with range anxiety, which is the biggest problem anyone has jumping into an electric car right now. That's the yeah, problem. and it's amazing because I think people suffer with range anxiety. Even the people who you would speak to and sort of say, well, you know, what sort of distance do you do? Oh, I'll go up to the school and I'll go up to the shops and then I'll come home and I might have to nip out later on in the evening to drop the kids off. To, you think, you're not doing 100 kilometres in day. That's not. That, if someone says to you they have range anxiety and that is their, their purpose for having a car, they don't need range anxiety. They're wrong. They need to be told otherwise. Range anxiety comes in for those long trips. Like, I was I was heading down your neck of the woods. I was heading down to um, Kilkenny for a car launch last week. But the car I was testing was a Fiat 500e. Mm. Now, the, the maximum capacity in that was 320 kilometres. But I didn't fancy the, the stress of not knowing if I was going to get down and back in the same journey. That's where it becomes range anxiety. And you need to plan something you need to plan your trip like my neighbour has an ID3 here beside me and I'm ogling it nearly every day I love him <laughs> um, but the only time it became an issue for him was when he was heading down to Kerry on his summer holidays last summer so what he did was he, and he knew this when he bought the car six months earlier he planned his trip now I know that doesn't sound very cool and sexy you have to sit down and it's like Clark Griswold and National Lampoons and you have to work out which route to take but he did he found a route that had a couple of charge points on it so he had options going down uh, some of them were fast charge points but he got down no problem he had a great week down in Kerry and he did the same route back because he knew the route that was coming it doesn't sound great and it might have an extra hour or so onto your journey or an hour or two because you might have to charge but let's face it on a journey that, that length you should be stopping anyway you should be having a coffee you should be having a meal use that time to call into the Barack Obama Plaza or the, the Castle Bellingham Apple Green on the M1 these big um, places you can stop you can refuel your body your head your mind as well as your car I think I think it is very doable I really don't think we should have a massive range anxiety unless you're someone like yourself and I've spoken to you about this before who is doing a lot of kilometres every single day yeah. that's where that's where you might have stumbling blocks but most of the most of the population don't have that Brian most of the population should be embracing this more well we all know I'm a little bit different to most of the population but we're going to take a quick <laughs> tiny little break because what I want to do after the break is just touch on what it is that we need to change about the Irish psyche in terms of getting us into those electric vehicles 20 past 6 don't forget you can text or WhatsApp any questions that you might have in relation to EVs send them into the contact line here at KCLR it's dinnersready.ie sponsoring it it's 083 306 9696 and we'll be back with a little bit more from Dara Keeney in just a moment Making sense of our impact on climate change. KCLR's Ecological, in association with La Hartz yeah. Volkswagen. Discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie. At La Hartz Skoda Kilkenny, we have finance from 0% on new Skodas for 221. Offers available for a limited time only, with service plans from 12 99 per month. Now is the time to order your new 221 Skoda at La Hartz. Visit lahartz.ie to find out more about our great offers. Finance provided by way of higher purchase agreement from Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Applies to selected models. Terms and conditions apply. Enjoy your bath. I will. No. Ah, lovely. What's that splashing? Oh no, Desi! Something's leaking! Oh, there's water everywhere. 
There's a pipe leaking through the ceiling. Oh. With Alliance Home Insurance, you get emergency home assistance at no extra cost. So when those unexpected moments happen, we'll be here to help. Visit Alliance.ie for a quote and get 20% off your home insurance. Alliance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Standard acceptance criteria, policy conditions and minimum premium apply. KCLR. You're very welcome back to KCLR's Ecological Show. Derek Heaney staying with us on the line. We were just, we were talk, we've talked before quite a lot about electric vehicles. It's definitely changing in terms of people's psyche, isn't it? You must be sick of people as a motoring journalist asking you questions about, oh, do you think I should? Do you think I shouldn't? Oh, well, as I said to you at the top, I love these. I love this conversation. And because I feel very passionate about it, and I also feel I'm kind of going against the mainstream psyche, as you put it, I'm, I'm happy to take that conversation on because I do think a lot of people are setting their ways. Um, a lot of people like a lot of people don't go past RT2 on the TV channels at night, right? They go RT1, RT2, and that's it. Some people are just like that. They buy the same newspaper every day. They, they eat the same, they, they have the same routine. They need to. They need to kind of change their thinking a little bit. I'm not looking for them to transform dramatically. I'm just saying there is a future. It's a very easy driving future in an electric car. And if you are in any way thinking about it, try one out. Like a lot of the garages, and your 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 next guest will be will be back this up. The garages are giving 24 hour road tests on these cars because it isn't just a take it around the block there and see if it's nice. It's it's a take it out for the day, overnight some places give it, and bring it back and have a look at the range, have a look at how easy it is to drive. Most of them, they're, they're all automatic, so some people are stuck in manual psyches as well, they need to kind of adapt. But it's not as big a change as you do, and everyone who don't move from manual to automatic always says the same thing, why did I put it off so long? Yeah, it's yeah. so much easier to drive. So little things like that that are in people's minds that are, are stumbling blocks towards moving towards electric cars, and they they're, 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 you can get over these little problems. They're all little things. I know there's a few little things, but they are easily um, sorted. And I, I genuinely think that once you get into an EV, you, you, you won't regret it. Like, I mean, I, I'm... And just one thing I would say, the, the sentiment and the sales don't match the, the enthusiasm and the production uh, increases by all these manufacturers. Like, it's incredible the amount of cars that are out there, Brian, and you know this as well. But, like, from the... You can get... You can get about a half dozen or so, I reckon, electric cars for under 30 grand. They're not just these premium badges, these amazing premium six-figure cars anymore, the, the likes that you would have heard of for the last 10 years. Yeah. You have the likes of the, the ENIAC, for the exa- for example, that big family carry, uh, family seat, um, SUV is a full electric, a beautiful looking car, great range. And, and, the, and one of the ones that we tested was the ID3. I mean, and actually, do you know what? It, really, it sort of surprised me because of the structural differences between an electric car and, and a combustion engine car. It was massive inside compared to what yeah. it looked like. So no tran- you have no transmission tunnel for yeah, a start. Like, yeah. so, so you instantly get, you're, you're gaining leg room, which is something you don't think about until you sit in it. Like you're gaining space where you shouldn't have space in a car. And every car you've been in all your life has had a gear, a gear stick in the middle and it's had this big chunky tunnel going down the back where the kids have to kind of wrestle to, to get their legs on either side of it that's gone you'll find space appears magically in these electric cars yeah. I wonder how long it'll take for that psyche to completely change I mean obviously you know the, the reason for the recent hike in fuel prices is not a pleasant one but I mean if yeah. there's any sort of silver cloud to it all it might just yeah. drive that change a little bit quicker 
I do think that, and I do think you're right. I think the fuel prices is going to push people over over the line into um, electric cars quicker than maybe they had anticipated. A lot of people are talking about, oh, I'll buy one more combustion engine and then then I'll move into it. What I would say to those people is, if they're not ready to take the leap, um, uh, go for a plug-in hybrid. And I'm not talking about mild hybrids and the BEVs and the HEVs and all the different acronyms that car companies throw at us. I'm talking about an actual plug-in hybrid, which is what I bought last summer. And you plug it in, You'll only get about 50 kilometres on your full charge, but it doesn't give you the range anxiety. You have electric driving for around the city. You're driving in and out of work every day. You plug it in every night if you want. You won't use a drop of fuel, but you also have that fuel tank sitting there ready to use if you ever run out of battery and it flips straight into it. You don't even notice when it moves from electric yeah. to combustion. It's so it's seamless, as you know yourself. There's no, nothing about it. So if anyone is, has any doubts about it, take the FEV route first, the plug-in hybrid route first and then you'll be ready for an electric car in three or four years time no but going back to that question that we opened with in essence anybody looking to change their car should they consider electric one more Dara Absolutely, definitely, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, definitely, yes. 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 Dara Keeney, motoring journalist and features editor with The Sunday World. Thanks for joining us on Ecological this evening. And that is Dara giving us all his thoughts and insights into it. I'm joined in studio now by two people who deal with these cars day in, day out from Volkswagen sales at La Hearts and indeed also from Skoda sales at La Hearts, Anthony Mannion and James Power. You're both very welcome along to Ecological. Um, Anthony, if I come to you first, so uh, that's the view and opinion of a motoring journalist. Would you concur that anybody who is um, thinking about changing the car should at least be asking those types of questions? Oh, I think so, definitely, yeah. It's... Um so that to change it a lot, probably more quicker than what we thought of in the last the last twelve months. Um, it's starting to ramp up massively, and options are coming out there, as we're saying, for nearly all types of budgets. Yeah, there's a huge amount, and obviously the same situation with Skoda. We've got a, a couple of models in that Skoda range already. It's only going to increase, James, isn't it? Yeah, they're bringing out an Enyaq uh, coupe there as well. Probably hopefully towards the end of this year, and hopefully we'll have delivery on it then next year as well. So yeah, okay, well in a couple of moments' time, we'll have a little bit of a chat about what you experience when the customers come in, and indeed we'll try and give the customers a little bit of an insight as to what they might experience come in. We popped out myself and Ethna, and uh, we test drove uh, one of the cars, and we've got some some nice audio of those test drives. But if you have any questions that you want to put to the guys or put to me or indeed any of the experts that we've got in the show don't hesitate to text us on 083 306 9696 that's the dinnersready.ie contact line here at KCLR and if you've got any questions about electric motoring um, do send them in to us we'll be back in just a couple of moments and when you come back you'll hear what it was like for me to test drive an electric car you're listening to KCLR's Ecological with Brian Redmond in association with Lahart's Volkswagen discover the all electric Electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartsvolkswagen.ie. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. You're very welcome back to Ecological. Tonight it's all about electric vehicles. 083 306 9696. That's the dinnersready.ie contact line. If you have any questions, do get them in. Um, we popped up out to see um, you and all the team a couple of weeks back, Anthony, myself, and Etna, and uh, we had a look around a few different vehicles. There's obviously the two major marks or the two major vehicles within the Volkswagen range at the moment the ID3 and the ID4. And uh, you showed us around an ID3. Just, to, uh, you know, without getting into price points and stuff like that specifically the ID3 currently will be the base model it will be the starter electric vehicle within the Volkswagen range wouldn't it at the minute yeah it'll be the sort of smallest model we have but 
small is probably not the word for it um, as you've seen yourself yeah um, I'm tall you're tall as well and there's plenty of space in that car it may look like the size of a golf from the outside but it's very similar to in terms of Passat room inside in the cabin of it well the whole idea was that we would go out and test drive it and try and give some sort of sense for people listening as to what the experience was like I met with Thomas Hayes who's the mar- sales and marketing manager up at Volkswagen at La Hearts and uh, Thomas took us on a little spin in the ID3 We are in the car, Thomas Hayes, Marketing Manager at La Hatch. You're going to come out and accompany me on this first test drive in electric. So, seatbelt's on, ready to go. Uh, car's in park, what am I doing next? Foot on the brake and select into drive. So, on the right-hand side there, just up to drive. Just release the brake. Indicators work the way they work on every other normal car, don't they? Same as anything else in the Volkswagen. Once we've left the showroom here, we might go down as far as... Kilkenny Castle. Oh, sounds lovely. As you can see yourself, brakes never feel as normal, but there's only two pedals in this car because of the fact that there's no gear changing as such. It's almost like an automatic transmission. Just went on traffic. Electric cars don't stop traffic, cars need to be delayed now. Unfortunately, that's one part of the world that they haven't saved yet. It's nippy enough, isn't it? Yeah, the acceleration of it is quite impressive. It's pure torque. You know, it's just instant power when you push the foot down. But it's not overpowering, so it's very progressive how it delivers the power, I think. It's very undramatic in how it goes about things. But like you say, the nippiness uh, when you do decide to put the foot down, there is power there to overtake when, say, if you're required to do so. It's all there, ready to be used if needed. What's very cool, actually, in this is when you're braking, there's a regeneration in it where the brakes kind of almost regenerate the battery, so the power kind of feeds back into it. So when you come off the throttle, or if you use the brakes, it almost uh, acts almost like a, for the word, like a dynamo. <laughs> I've just noticed there's a mode button there, and when you press it, it gives you options in terms of eco mode, which is the whole point of what we're doing, but there's also a sport mode as well. There is, there is a sport mode. It might be the difference. Yeah, there's a bit of hiccup in it, all right, when you're in sports mode. Yeah, 204 horsepower is the power output of the, this car. And generally, like, if you were in a car this size normally, you'd probably be well, 1 litre, 1.2 litre engine. You wouldn't get that sort of speed or pickup from a car like that normally. No, you'd normally have to go for something that would generally more performance models uh, for that type of performance and uh, those kind of power output figures. Okay, so we're going to head down towards the city, see what it's like driving around the city. We'll check in then when we come back. There you go, that was my experience driving a full electric car for the very first time. I had driven a couple of hybrid ones, but not full electric like that before. And uh, Thomas took us out and showed us around. James, obviously, Scouts work exactly the same as Volkswagens and every other electric car. You basically plug one end of a cable into a wall, you plug one end of a cable into a car, you leave it for an amount of time. We won't get into the baffling people with figures about how long it charges depending on the battery and all this type of stuff. But at some point later, the battery's going to be charged. And it's as simple as you get in with a normal key and away you go. Yeah, exactly. So most of these electric cars come with keyless entry now as well. So it's easier access, easier drive. Um, hop into the car, you have a push button on the start, start her up, put her into drive and away you go. Simple as. Um, 
very convenient, beautiful to drive as well mm. for city driving, um, loads of room, especially in the Enyaq. Yeah, well, you mentioned the city driving, and we have another segment coming up a little bit later on where we actually took it around Kilkenny City and, you know, the whole stop-go features and the, the simplicity of what's actually happening. Um, but most of those cars now, Anthony, as well, have features on them whereby if you are driving in the city, the batteries are actually regenerating power for themselves. In effect, it's it's free motoring, really, isn't it? There really, yeah. There's a brake regenerator mode in the car where as you're stopping and starting in the town in at the red lights or whatever it's using energy from the from the brake the brake pads and putting a bit of a, an extra boost back into your into your battery range yeah yeah it's great that way um what are the typical strange questions that you get so let's start off with the weird ones we'll come to the more sensible questions in a moment but anthony what what the type of weird questions or strange questions and i know we'd say as a salesman there's, there's no such thing as a of, as a stupid question but we all know there is isn't there uh, yeah, it's probably not stupid. It's probably just misinformed people that that have come in and to be asking us stuff like, like, is it okay to drive the car in the rain? Or so the answer to that is yes, it's okay to drive the car in the rain. <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay to unplug the car in the rain. Yeah, um, they're, they're not going to get electric shock or anything. Or if they're parking a puddle or something, like that. you hear a lot of sort of strange ones that you have to sort of just try not try not to, to ask <laughs> face, but just to, to give them an educated answer. Yeah, I mean, James, do you get that type of stuff over at Scout as well? Yeah, very similar to what Anthony just said there, more or less. Um, same thing, driving in the rain, puddles, all that kind of stuff, the usual general questions. Are yeah, I mean, the most important things, I mean, I said it there in the uh, in the little bit audio clip that you heard, it's got five wheels, as in four of them on the road and one of them that you put your hands in, um, mirrors, so you can see what's going on around you, a pedal that makes you go, a pedal that makes you stop, and indicators, and pretty much that's it, isn't it? It's as simple and straightforward as that. Oh yeah, like and you have all your your standard features that you'd have from your normal car, your air conditioning, your Bluetooth, your your camera, your sat nav. Like it's it's more or less the same as what you are driving, just silent, uh, no 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 fuel costs, well very little fuel costs, just just to charge the car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've sort of noticed with all of the electric vehicles is we talk about obviously, or people talk about them. Oh, they're very expensive, but actually they tend to be very well specced as well in terms of the bits and pieces that come along with them. Probably comparable in price to a sim- uh, to a petrol car that would have a similar sort of features and that type of thing as well. But do you get anybody ever questioning the ecological values of electric vehicles? Um. You wouldn't, like uh, I suppose there, there, a lot of people it's it's new to them and they, they want to know what the car is going to be worth down the line. Like I know it's in the in the garages, it's obviously new to us as well, and we're we're, we're trying to we're, we're trying to facilitate people and telling them, listen, that this is the way it's going to be going. This is this is definitely the 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 way the car market is going in, into electric and trying to ease their fears and going into into the electric car. Another question, James, that people would often say to me is, oh yeah, but what happens when, you know, because I had a mobile phone and after two years the battery doesn't work as well in the mobile phone as it used to you, you, when I first got it. Um, so that's uh, sort of cell memory breakdown, I think, is the technological explanation for that in terms of mobile phones. But most of the batteries that are in the EVs now, they, they come with warranties as part of the car, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The ENIAC will come with a seven-year battery warranty as well, so that gives the customer a little bit of uh, rest on you know the case of the car running out or yeah whichever you know so yeah so the warranties are very very similar yeah, to what yeah. you would get on normal combustion engines well we did take the car into town very very easy to drive around town um, and let's see I think I even parked it at one point we'll see how well we got on with that so we're down on the parade just outside Kenny Castle very easy to park it's got loads of different features that'll help you assist when you're in that tight city parking and. and uh, the ease of driving around the city because you've no up gears down gears you're just literally right foot from accelerator to brake and it's so so easy and you can see the battery actually recharging itself can't you yeah when you come off the throttle you could feel the 
breaking you hear me there also again can see the, I can, the generating yeah, yeah. bar okay now the uh, it's very, yeah, so, uh, um, very interesting how it does it and it also helps with the distance that you get from each charge as well it just keeps recharging itself in those areas there you go it's beeping at me now <laughs> This car comes with a number of features. Obviously, it comes with the dual zone climate control. I suppose first thing in the morning, if you can go out and your seats are warm and heated, that's a lovely thing to have in the car at the moment. But obviously, we're coming into better weather now, and we've the added addition of a panoramic sunroof in this car too. Heated steering wheel, heated mirrors. And it's very easy to drive around the city. Just that electric power, the little nippiness. You know, it's so, so simple. Right foot all the way. The car, like when you come over a speed bump as we're coming to now, it isn't harsh. No. Electric cars, they're in their characteristics while they deliver their power slightly differently. How they handle and how they absorb bumps and things like that. They're no different in how they will behave for you. I certainly haven't changed my driving style because of the fact that I think it's an electric and I think I'm going to conserve battery speed just driving it normally. I think that's an important thing as well, like it kind of dispels the myth that it's a completely different uh, way of driving. The way you drive it is no different, it's a very practical car that's easy to live with day to day. So reversing the car into a normal car parking space, it's straightforward, works exactly the same as any other car does. Um, if you've got reversing cameras in your car, you'll probably know what I'm looking at now. You're going to hear a little beep beep beep, parked up and done. Hit the park button, everything turns off. Simple as... Yeah, absolutely, totally simple, totally straightforward to do and um, very, very easy to drive around the, the city as well as nippy enough and powerful enough to, to... I was going to have fun with it. That doesn't really sound like what we should be doing. But for that longer motorway driving, it's a very, very comfortable experience. Um, I've got a question here from a listener, actually, which is really similar to what I asked a couple of moments ago. I was asking it to James. I'll address it to Anthony this time. Their list, their, the listener is asking, what's the guarantee on an electric back battery and also what's the price of a new battery? Um, now, obviously, the guarantee fits in line with the warranty. So if you're buying a car that's a combustion car, let's say Skoda. If I buy a brand new Skoda today, what's the warranty dent on a brand new Skoda? Three year warranty. Three year warranty? Yeah. So you'd only give me three years on a, on a petrol engine, but you'll give me seven years on batteries? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, let's ask the same question of Volkswagen. Is it the same three year warranty of Volkswagen as well? Three year warranty in the car as well, yeah. <laughs> so actually, to answer this, this listener's question without being specific about it, you're going to get a longer warranty on a battery than you will on a combustion engine. Well, you have the same. You have three-year warranty on the the ID four, ID three car as well. They yeah. extend the warranty just on the battery alone. So the seven-year warranty is on the battery. Yeah. But if I was buying a car with a combustion engine, I would only have a three-year warranty on the combustion engine. Now, if I'm considering going electric, that's got to be a positive from my point of view, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Like it's peace of mind for like with with, with these with these new bigger battery cars. That look, the car is going to be covered for the the seven or eight year term of, of, of the life of the car yeah and I also know now again without getting too technical about it that when the batteries are actually built into the cars they're built in sort of cells so it's not a case of if there's a problem at some point be it in two years or seven or eight nine years that you have to change the whole battery it is not a single battery that goes into the car there'll be a bit of lifting on that so they can be changed modularly so it's a fairly uh, certainly I would be more confident about taking a seven year warranty on an electric car than a three year warranty on a combustion one how long do you think we're going to actually take James before it gets to the point where you're selling more electrics than you are combustions well sure as you're aware of everything that's going on in the world at the moment production is a little bit slow mm. um we will have Enyaqs definitely coming back into us. We have a new model coming out, as I spoke about earlier, an Enyaq Coupe. 
they've brought out the sport line and the 4x4 as well so it's positive in that regard we will have them definitely but uh, we just need to buy a little bit of time with what's going on and um, a couple of months should tell a lot yeah I'd imagine so I'd say the second half of this year because I can't see petrol prices coming down anytime soon and let's face it the whole point of this show is to try and convince people to do things that might make that little bit of a difference to the environment and there's no doubt about it motoring is one of the big things that we as individuals can do um, so second half of this year is going to be interesting but I'm going to put the same question to Anthony how long would you think it will be before you've got more people inquiring about electrics than you have inquiring about combustions is it going to happen this year or will, are we there already I'd say we're not too far away. So if you had asked that question last year, I probably would have said we're still a few years down the line. But well, I did actually because you guys were in a couple about a year ago, and I asked you that question. You went, "Ah, oh, now we're a couple of years away yeah. from that." All right, but you're definitely changing your tune a little bit now, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Like it's, I think, and you can see with Volkswagen, like, even from Germany themselves, what they're planning to launch in the next few years. Like there, there's so much more models coming out. There will be a, a smaller city car, Polo size electric coming. We'll have a saloon sort of Passat size one coming. Yeah. Eventually, there will be a seven seat option coming as well. So like as you can see with. The buzz only launched a couple of weeks ago as well on the commercial side and the, the people carrier side. So there's there's going to be a whole range. You'll have the option with your combustion engine to more or less get the same size type of a car in a fully electric option as well. Yeah, because that buzz that you mentioned, that's it looks like for people listening at home, it looks like the old it's similar in look and feel to the old Volkswagen camper van type sort of size, but it's a commercial vehicle or can be set up as a passenger vehicle as well. Exactly, yeah. Like that's one of the ones that we, we can't wait to see in the in the flesh ourselves there as well. Yeah, okay. So in terms of servicing and stuff like that then, what's the difference, James, between servicing a, a combustion car and an electric car? Well, there's mostly on the electric car software updates. Um, it's just basically checks on the car, health checks. And they come free, obviously. It's not like it's not like your McAfee internet software protection that you would have got on an old PC where you have to sort of renew that every year. Sure, it's not. No, but it's all, it's all built in on the price of the car, yeah. Yeah. all included so. Yeah, so as the software updates come so really you're just looking at again am I right in saying this brakes and tyres brakes and tyres wipers like that's the sort of main of it like your, your intervals are longer as well like your your first service or check over is not really due it's due after two years um, 30,000 kilometres as opposed to the usual sort of one year uh, check in the garage yeah, yeah. So it's a totally different buzz altogether. Excuse the pun, uh, <laughs> James. Um, again, from that point of view, in terms of the people coming in and out, uh, what advice would you give somebody? Where should I start if I'm thinking about it? You know, do I start with a bit of research online, or, or you know, are you guys open to just literally letting people have a look and ask questions? You're not going to get a massive sales push if you walk into to the heart at some point next week, eh? No, well, like everyone's welcome to come into us. We have all the material there in the garage to um, go through different specs and what options customers might be looking at. Um, online is another good way of going about it. You can go on skoda.ie. Um, you have a car configurator there as well. You can build your car as maybe what you might want in a couple of months' time when production does free up a little bit. Um, but as I say, everyone's welcome to come into the garage. We'll sit down, go through the different options with them. Um, and try to get them into their next car yeah I mean again I'm going to ask the question about the elephant in the room which is those wait times at the moment are, are we facing a similar sort of wait times and lead times on relatively speaking on both electric and combustion it's not a case that if I walk in you've probably got more stock of petrol and diesel I get that but if I want in tomorrow to spec a car from scratch is it a similar sort of lead time on both electric and combustion or is the electric taking a little bit longer to come in because of the fact that it's got more electrical components in it um, don't know, it's sort of more or less like for like um, it's not really 
uh, it's not really one over the other then but we're, we're getting the same sort of lead times on both like it's just it's like everything at the moment in the world everything is taking a little bit longer to come through and get produced and um, taking everything into account of what's going on um, so it's, it's it's not it's not putting it down to the car being electric and having to take that a bit longer Okay, so it's not to do with electric it's just production time just, just it, yeah. last question to you James if I walked into to, to you tomorrow and wanted to, to, to drop a few quid to go electric how quickly could I get my backside into one um I'd be looking at a lead time if you were to order a car off me tomorrow yeah. uh, you're probably he says he looked at me hopefully there as if yeah, he's going to yeah. be yeah, <laughs> we were talking to, oh you get it in before the end of the month you know as well. you get another sale of the first we'll quarter of the next year week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no you'd be looking at a lead time of around six months at the moment okay so you're probably talking the second half of the year yeah. delivery July anyway okay um, could creep into August as well but um, we're focusing on towards maybe the second half of the year to have our NX rolling. So yeah, yeah, and I mean, when I spoke to you, Anthony, up there last week, it was quite clear that you guys are just being straight and honest with people about how long it's going to take them to come in. There's no point in telling people, "I'll see what I can do." I might have a feet in three or four weeks if that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, like there isn't. You, you might as well just be upfront and straight with people. Um, like we're hoping that at the minute we've ID three there on site at the moment for test drive. We'll hopefully have ID four available by the end of the month as well. Um, and then obviously the ID five will be in in the next couple of months. So hopefully we'll have two or three options there for customers to take delivery towards the summertime and into the that the second half of the year. Well, I mean, coming up in a couple of moments' time, we're going to be addressing one of the biggest issues that people feel is the case regarding uh, possibly going EV, which is the uh, the charging network around the country. Are you guys finding that that's generally the, th- the thing that puts people off, rightly or wrongly? Um, it's definitely good. It's, it's one of the major questions for them. Um, it's not really the part of getting the charging point at home. It's the sort of out on the road, out and about, where they can find a charging spot if it's working, if it'll charge the car quick enough. Um, at uh, with us side in the garage, we have our own our own um, wall boxes there set up from from Ellie, so we can sort of be a one stop shop. When you're buying the car, you can buy your wall box and have it all set up from from day one. Yeah, and then it's just basically people having to learn where they'll find where they're going to charge the car on the go. Well, the wall box thing is quite straightforward. I mean, there's loads of people out there. You can obviously buy one that matches the car and put it in straight away, and you guys can look after all the installation stuff and everything else that goes along um, with that as well. Probably about the only people that can't put a wall box in at home are people living in apartments really aren't they they can't put it in yeah I mean if you're upstairs in the apartment you can't even um, but like it, it, again it depends on we've had actually had a customer living in an apartment but they had underground parking and they okay. allocated a slot so they can work it out with the department header or the, the building head whoever's in charge of it to, that they can set up a charging spot at their at their uh, car parking space oh, yeah, or, no. or they can set up a communal one in if there if there's a couple of a uh, couple of people living in the apartment with okay so even though you might be living in an apartment it's still an option for you well gentlemen thanks for joining us on ecological this evening it's definitely going to be an interesting time for the car industry i suppose over the next 12 to 18 months as Derek Heaney was saying earlier on you know ireland is primed for that ev market because there isn't a part in the country that you cannot get to with most ev cars now um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how that growth continues news over the next 12 months maybe we'll check in with you at some point next year that's James Power Skoda Sales and indeed Anthony Mannion who is head of Volkswagen Sales at the Hearts if you have any questions for them pop in and have a chat with them or indeed send them into here on Ecological 083 306 9696 coming up after the break we'll be talking to one of the guys who's responsible for developing that charging network across the country um, not the only company doing it but Chris Kelly of EasyGo um, will be joining us to tell us about some initiatives that are going on around Kilkenny and Carlow and to give us some sort of insight as to how quickly we can get rid of that dreaded range anxiety Carlow Kilkenny KCLR
You're very welcome back to Ecological. Just coming up to 10 minutes to 7 o'clock. Now, we did talk before the ad break about the rollout of the charging network across the country. And one of the people who knows everything that's going on in that sphere is Chris Kelly of EasyGo. Thanks for joining us this evening on Ecological, Chris. Hi, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, listen, we've been talking to different people over the last uh, while about uh, the rollout of the network and, you know, range anxiety and everything else. Um, how do you feel that the rollout of, of the charge network is going across the country at the moment? Is it sort of on track? Is it leaping ahead of itself because of recent developments? Or have we still got quite a long way to go? We still have a long way to go. Um, I suppose that's the, the fact of the matter. Um, we're... we're, we're at e- we at EasyGo, we're, um, we're rolling out, I suppose, fast charge points and slow charge points uh, right across the country and, and into Northern Ireland as well, um, just to try and support drivers um, so that there's no range anxiety, as you mentioned, and, uh, and also to help them on, the, on their journey. Um, it can be very daunting for somebody to get into a car and wonder, is it going to take me right to the end of, of uh, my trip? Um, but, you know, we're, we're rolling out 500 fast chargers across the country in the next three years to help with that and, and help reduce that anxiety that people have. Well, I mean, there's lots of specs and lots of differences between, let's say, fast chargers and, and those slightly slower but still quite fast chargers. And also the car that you're driving has a huge effect on that in terms of its charging capability, how quickly it can be charged as well. But the the network rollout itself, how, how many charge points do you know? I mean, this is a very technical question. You can give me a rough answer if you want. How many charge points have we got across the country at the moment? So you take a mixture of AC and DC charge points. So that's so the fast and the slow, isn't it? charge points are the slow, yeah. and DC are the fast, yeah. Um, and of course, as you mentioned, the DC have different speeds. Um, there's a little over 2,500 charge points in total. Of those, DC charge points are the ones that you want to be stopping at on your journey to be able to uh, move on to where you need to go. And people don't mind stopping for 20 minutes, 30 minutes to move on and, and, and gather what range they need to get, to get onto their journey. The, uh, the quantity of charge points that are out there, there's, there are about 200 fast charge points in the country. Okay. And is that enough? It absolutely isn't. Uh, we do need to have thousands of these. Yeah, and so you think we need to sort of multiply by many folds the number of charge points. How many charge points do you think it would take to reasonably service a car population that might be, let's say, 50% electric? Um, yeah, if the car population is 50% electric. I know the government have some uh, high numbers to reach um, a million cars or there about a million cars by 2030. Mm. Um, you're probably looking at, at having, uh, I suppose, maybe 1,500 DC charge points um, would be needed around the country to, to satisfy that um, and, and that need. Again, it's not just about people who are um, travelling on the long journey. You've also got people who don't have a home charge point. Yeah. Now, in Ireland, we're a little lucky um, in a way that a lot of people have driveways in which they can put the home charge point and they can charge on cheaper night rate electricity from their, their home charger and wake up the next morning with a full battery or, as the manufacturer recommend, 80 to 90%. Um, and that'll take you a long way these days um, anywhere in Ireland. Thankfully, we live on an, on an island where we don't, uh, we don't have to travel all that far um, to, to get to our destination. But you still need to be able to stop and, and top off. Or if you don't have that luxury of having a home charge point, you still need to charge up w- whenever you're driving, whenever you, uh, you're out and about. 
Yeah, and one of the questions I'm going to ask you in just a moment, we're going to go to a quick break, but I wanted to ask you when you come back, what sort of initiatives the likes of local county councils and governments are actually helping you guys with in terms of delivering that network rollout. So do stay with us. We're coming up towards 7 o'clock. We're not quite there yet. Stay with us. Chris Kelly from EasyGo Charging Network will tell us a little bit more about the future of the rollout of the charging network. Making a change for good. KCLR's Ecological. In association with La Hartz Volkswagen, discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Yes, it's all about EVs on this evening's Ecological. It's Brian Redmond here with you for the next three or four minutes or so. I'm also joined on the line by um, Chris Kelly from EasyGo Charging Networks. You, we talked a bit about what needs to happen just before the ad break in terms of the rollout. Um, what sort of government supports are out there for commercial entities like EasyGo to try and help them um, with that rollout? So at the moment, the, uh, there's €600 Euros, uh, grant available for home charging. Um, and that's a, that's a reduction um, for, for somebody who wants it fitted in their house. Um, at the moment, for the public charging, uh, unfortunately, there is no grants um, out there at the moment for a, a private entity like us. ESB did receive, ESB eCars did receive um, funding um, a number of years ago to uh, help shore up the infrastructure, EV public charging infrastructure. And, uh, and I think that's, that's gone quite well. Yeah. But there needs to be some serious um, input from, from the government to try and support the rollout of EV charging right across the country. So um, a, commercial, a commercial entity that might be looking at putting one in can't avail of a similar sort of grant to, uh, to, to like an individual homeowner? At the moment, no. At okay. the moment, no. Um, but what, what we've done is we, we, you know, we've, we've raised funding ourselves to be able to roll out the charging network and currently we're uh, exploring avenues with councils and with um, hotel owners um, and with, with people who own private car parks, supermarket car parks, shopping centres and we will actually fit DC charge points in their premises for free. Um, so we are asking those people to reach out to us um, so that we can we can roll out these charge points um, and, and, and they can benefit by bringing people to the premises as well and bringing people into the locality. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a huge, huge selling point for any commercial entity who might be looking at attracting staff or any person who's, who's running a business to try and look at attracting customers in because as we get more and more electric vehicles on the road, being able to advertise on the website that you've got an electric charging point on your premises is going to be a big bonus, isn't it? Absolutely, um, and even in particular with with hotels, you know, I drive an electric car. When you're driving an electric uh, yourself full time, um, you'll find when you're booking to stay somewhere, you'll always stay at a, a hotel where they've got a charge <laughs> point, or you, you know, you, you'll always have that at the back of your mind that I need to get some electron somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Chris Kelly from EasyGo, thanks for joining us on this evening's Ecological. I'm sure you're going to be very busy over the next couple of years with the rollout of that charging network. That's about all we've got time for this evening. And um, the farm show is up just after the news at 7 o'clock and we'll be back with another ecological for you around about this time next week. Making a change for good. KCLR's Ecological. In association with Lahartz Volkswagen, discover the all-electric Volkswagen ID range at lahartzvolkswagen.ie.